Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. John chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. If you have it, just shout, I got it. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act we caught her. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst When Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Hallelujah. This morning, if you allow me for just a few moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. Drop the rock. Drop the rock. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you so much. We're so thankful to be in your house and to feel your presence. I pray for this congregation today, Lord, that we will be led by the Spirit, that the Word will lead us into all truths, be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I pray, Lord that we will not only be hearers of the word today, but doers of the word. And we'll be careful to give you all glory and all praise and all honor. And if you believe it in the house, would you put your hands together, lift up your voice, and somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for standing with us for so long. The story of the woman taken in adultery is not a foreign story to us today. It's, we've, we've read it many times, and if you've been in church for a while, you've, you've heard it and you understand it, and it's hard to start pulling new things out of this story. Uh, but this week as I began to read this story again, uh, really not looking for a message in it, just in some private time of devotion, reading over this story again, uh, I saw a few things, and I want to point them out to us today. And, and as I begin to, to kind of read through uh, the story, you know, 
if you've been here for a while, you kind of know how my brain works a little bit with the scripture and kind of reading it in, 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 in more than just text, but reading it in context. And what really stood out to me is over the last few, over the last few weeks and few months, I've been teaching on uh, the, we talked about the works of the flesh and we talked about uh, being obsessed with abstract and the word of God and how Jesus, when, when Jesus came, he, he began to not, not tear down the law, but he began to dissect the law. Um, a lot of people believe that, you know, the Old Testament is irrelevant to us today. But the, the New Testament, the Old Testament conceals the New Testament and the New Testament reveals the Old Testament and both are right. Amen. We need the Old Testament just like we need the New Testament. But when we, when we begin to read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even though they're not written when Jesus is alive, they're written about the times that Jesus was alive. And in the time that Jesus was alive, the New, the New Testament had no power because in order for a testament to have power, the testator must die. Amen? And so when we begin to read the book of Acts, we begin to, that's where the church begins and the New Testament begins to take hold. And as we read the Gospels, the Gospels are speaking of a time before the power of the New Testament. So we don't understand how the people were hearing Jesus at the time. You have to, you have to understand that when me and you hear the word of God, we hear it in text, but we're not, we're not really understanding it in context. We have to put ourselves in the moment. We have to kind of put ourselves there and almost put ourselves in the shoes of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes of that time and the religious community of that world. Uh, we, we read the scripture and we think, how could they be so blind? How could they be so dumb? How, how could they miss this? We, we see that and that's how we we think of it, but we, we have a different perspective today because in our world, the testator is dead and the testament has power. And we have such a beautiful, a beautiful ability to see and understand the word of God. They did not. And so when Jesus, and we go back to the book of Matthew, you can begin to read this if you want to in the book of Matthew chapter five, when Jesus begins to dissect the law, he doesn't tear it down. He doesn't destroy it. He just dissects it. And he starts saying stuff like, well, you heard Moses say, and if, and if you've been over here the last few months, you've heard me teach on this. And, 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 and Jesus says, Jesus says, you, you heard Moses say that, that a man should not touch a woman. He said, but I say that if you even look upon her and you ponder it in your heart, you've already committed the sin. And that, that whole chapter of Matthew 5 is a lot of that, where Jesus is talking about the law and he says, I, I know Moses said this, but I'm telling you this. And, and, and Moses said this, but let me tell you what it really means. Let me dissect it for you. And, and when Moses said this, I'm, I tell you that if you, even, if you even hold anger in your heart against your brother, you're a murderer. And so as Jesus is saying all this, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the scribes and Pharisees that they've been taught this their whole life. 
They were raised in this. They were born in this. From the age of 12 at their bar mitzvah, they've been, they've been learning this thing inside and out, and they had to learn it before they could even go through bar mitzvah. These, these guys, they live it, breathe it. They know the word inside and out. They've read all the text. They've written all the text. These guys, they know it from the bottom of their heart. And so as they're hearing it, they're like, hold up, this guy, this guy has lost his mind. You telling me that you're going to say what Moses said and you're, going to, and you're going to change it up? Think about it. Think about the world they're living in. Think about the concepts that they're hearing. They're hearing that everything that Moses said, this guy's adding to it. This guy's taking what Moses said. Our, our father, Moses, our father, Moses, he's, he's saying that Moses didn't take it far enough. To put yourself in their shoes for a moment. If someone came in here today and started saying, you know what, I'm God. Come on, religious folks. Somebody came here today and said, you know what, I'm, I'm the son of God. And I, you heard Jesus say this, but I'm telling you this. Every one of us would be like, uh-uh, you got to go, bro. You, 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 you get off this platform. None of us would hear that mess. None of us would listen to that. You have to put yourself a little bit in the shoes of the scribes and Pharisees because they're not really seeing it, even though they should. If they were reading the Old Testament properly, looking for revelation. You see, they were reading the scripture just like many people today who are reading the scripture without the spirit. And they are reading to have it ritualized, but they're not reading it to discover what's inside of it, for it to come alive to them. And Jesus is making it come alive. And while Jesus is opening the scripture, the common folk are saying, wow, beautiful, unbelievable, amazing. And he's drawing crowds of thousands because he is explaining the word. They've never heard it explained like this. They've never heard it broke down like this. He's, they've never heard it simplified the way that Jesus is simplifying it. And they're coming in droves by the thousands the word is coming alive. He has made the word alive to us, one, evan one evangelist wrote. He has made the word alive to us. That it has come alive that Jesus was making the word alive to regular everyday people. They were hearing what they would hear in the temple, but he spoke as one who had understanding. He spoke as one who had authority. They didn't realize that he was the word. That the word was made flesh, John 1 and 14. And he is the word. He is, he's He's not just repeating something that he memorized. He's quoting something that he wrote. Are you hearing, are you hearing me today? It's, it's different when the author reads the book. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a huge Audible fan. And, and I love to listen to, to Audible books. I listen to Audible books all the time. Almost all the time I'm listening to some kind of book. And it's different when the author reads the book. They say, here's a book read by some guy. And you're like, well, and, and, and the guy reading is like, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning. <laughs> but when it says, here's a book read by the author, the author says, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again to the temple. It's different when the author reads it. So the people's understanding is being open. The scribes and Pharisees, they don't want this. They don't like this. And so they're trying every attempt they can to catch Jesus in a corner. Because as of yet, he has not yet defied Moses' law. He's just opened it. He didn't come to destroy it. He came to develop it. 
He said that the fulfillment of the law, I, I, I come to give it fullness. You, 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 see it in, you see it in black and white, but I come to give it color. Oh, hallelujah. I come to make it shine. And so when they bring this woman to him, the Bible says when they bring this woman to him, the Bible says they bring her to the temple to where Jesus is. And Jesus is in the temple and he's teaching them. He's set down, the Bible said he sat down and he taught them. He was just talking to them and opening the word to them. And revelation was happening and illumination was happening. And here comes the scribes and the Pharisees, a whole crowd of them. And they got a woman with them. And the Bible says that they, they, they said that she was taken in adultery and they set her down in the midst. Now, how did all these men catch this one woman? And where is the man? Anybody ever ask yourself that question? Where's the dude? We let him go. We took her. It takes two to tango. And we'll leave it at that. The Bible says that there, a whole group of them have gathered and they have her. And, 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 and here's what I'm assuming, because if you read text, you'll miss things. So let's read in context. I'm assuming that maybe one or two of these scribes caught this woman in the act. And as they're on their way to see Jesus, they're, they're getting a mob to join them. Can I, can I preach for a little bit and, and just tell us, as, as a church in 2021, we need to be very, very careful when we get involved in mob mentality. Can I, can I preach a little 2021 to you today? We, we need to be careful when we look around and we with everybody. We need, we need to be careful when we look around and everybody's, we, we disagreeing with everything that everybody's saying because they look like us and they sound like us and they're scribes and Pharisees too, so they must be right. And now a whole crowd is joined and, and where one or two people have seen it Everybody ain't saw it. They're just taking their word for what they saw. Hey, come on, come on, Bob. Come on, Tom. Come on, Billy. Come on, come on. We're going to go down here. We're going to catch Jesus in a lie. Let's go, let's go. And so before they know it, they got a whole group coming with me. Mob mentality. That's, that's the culture we're living in today, that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. Everybody wants to be right. But everybody can't be right. Look at your name and tell them everybody ain't right. Look at your other name and tell them, you ain't always right. Some of y'all been wanting to say that for a long time. I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you an opportunity. Say it now. Or forever hold your peace. You ain't always right. Sometimes you just in the crowd. Sometimes you just in the swarm. You see, you see I, I see these Pharisees and Sadducees as sharks. There's a little blood in the water. So now we all going to come in and we're going to all start snapping. But be careful. Be careful when you're in a feeding frenzy because you'll eat something. You weren't supposed to eat. You destroy something you weren't supposed to destroy. When you get a feeding frenzy going on, a lot of times other sharks get eaten in the frenzy. Because we're just snapping at everything. And we live in a culture where it's easy to get caught up in that mob mentality. We find ourselves with everybody else and we're pointing fingers. And we're saying this is how it is, this is how it is. And we don't even really know. You don't know. You don't know. You a doctor? Let me see your degree. You don't know? You read it on Facebook? You don't know? 
You Googled it? So what? Google can lie too. The CDC said it? So what? Ain't nothing but humans running the CDC. I'm going to preach for this a little bit. Some billionaire said it. I don't care what the billionaire said. He can be wrong too. I'm not getting on nobody's bandwagon. I'm not getting on your vax bandwagon. I'm not getting on your unvax bandwagon. I'm not getting on nobody's bandwagon. Because if, if you're not careful, you'll be with everybody else, and before you know it, you'll look down. Somehow, some way, can I preach to you for a little while? Somehow, some way, on the way, on the way, in the middle of the mob, somehow, some way, we all showed up and looked down and we, I don't remember picking this up. All we did was catch the woman. All we did was catch the woman and now everybody wants to come around. Everybody wants to join in. And before we know it, I'm looking for somebody I can hit upside the head. That's why you got to be careful. Got to be careful to jump on somebody's bandwagon. Because before you know it, there'll be a rock in your hand. Ah, some of y'all don't even know when you picked it up. Listen, some of y'all was in love with each other. You loved each other. You cared for each other. But just so happened, you posted something that I didn't agree with. And now I can't stand the sight of you. Well, y'all don't want me to preach today. I found out that you voted for Biden and I'm calling you an idiot and calling you stupid. And I'm saying, are you, are you ashamed yet? I found out you voted for Trump and I just went ahead and decided you was a whole racist, a whole racist, 100%. Anybody want to talk back to the preacher today? Let me preach. I'll preach by myself. That's okay. Because you, you joined the crowd. You, you was following everybody else. And before you know, somewhere along the way, you just. Oh, I'm a... Before you knew it, you was, you was enjoying your Cheerios. And the mob came by. And you joined the mob. And now here, here you are. I'll kill them. I'll kill. They all deserve to die. Kill them all. I saw Christians post that. Kill them all. I saw Christians post that mess. Kill them all. Boy, who is you? Somehow, somehow it just gets attached. And what used to be an opinion. Oh, I know, hallelujah. What used to be an opinion. Y'all gonna let me preach today? Is it okay if I preach? What used to be an opinion now becomes a bludgeon. Shove this down your throat. You're going to believe this when I'm done. You're going to have all this. Let me get all my ducks in a row. Let me go get this news and this person and this person. This guy got more degrees you can shake a stick at. And it's got to be true. Yeah. You see, in the natural, in the natural, we watch people get so wound up that they burnt down TJ Maxx's and Targets, burnt down local businesses. We watch people get so worked up, they attack police buildings, had police hunkered down inside the building, people throwing bombs and, and homemade bombs at the, at the, we watch people get so worked up. 
And we had a whole group of people over here saying, I can't believe them people. Kill them all. But we watch a whole other group of people get so worked up, they bust up into Congress. Anybody want to talk to me today? I'm, I'm preaching by myself. They, they, they try to take over, they try to take over the government with some billy clubs. Both of them was wrong. But we've taken our opinion and our side and we made it a rock. And we write. And we come to Jesus. Jesus, we found this woman. We found this woman, Jesus. We found her in the act of adultery, caught her in the very act. We let the guy go, because <laughs> we let our friends go. Ain't nobody ever going to know his name. We're going to sweep that under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Because he voted like I voted, so I'm going to sweep that under the rug. And he looked like I looked, so I'm going to sweep that under the rug. But we got her. We got her, Lord. We, got, we, we saw it. Eyewitness account. Watch what they say to Jesus. They say, now Moses said we should stone her. You see what they're doing? You see it? Because Jesus has been saying, now Moses said this, but I say this. Moses said that, but I say that. Moses said this. So they're going to bring the law out. Moses said we should stone her. And we ready. On the way here, just so happened to be some rocks on the way here. Just so happened to be. There's always a rock. If you want to find a rock, brothers and sisters, there's always a rock. Where Brother Isaiah at? Brother Isaiah Rodriguez, where you at? He in the house? He's not? I'm going to pray for him. He's probably over there helping the kids, ain't he, today? He's doing something. I went to Isaiah Rodriguez about 10 minutes before service started today and said, Isaiah, I need a rock. And a few minutes later, my daughter Courtney came upstairs. She said, here. She said, Isaiah told me to give you this. Because rocks are easy to find. I didn't, I, I didn't even pre, on purpose, I didn't pre-ask nobody to bring no rock. They found this outside, right here on this property, because you can find rocks anywhere. You want a rock? <laughs> we can go get a rock. He said, here we are, Lord. We caught her. And, and Moses said that we should stone her. And, and we all got our rocks. We ready. What do you say? And they said it because they wanted to tempt him. They wanted, him they, they wanted to catch him in that law twisting that he's been doing. They wanted to catch him saying something. But Jesus is smarter than they are. And the Bible said he just stooped down. And he started writing in the dirt. And they continued. The, the, the Bible said he stooped down and he, and he started writing in the dirt and he acted as if he could not even hear them. He was ignoring them. You see, here's, a, here's how I know that sometimes Jesus is good at ignoring us. Jesus will ignore you when you're talking some stuff that he's not about to answer you. There, there's some folks in here right now, God don't t talk to me, God don't say nothing to me, I, I feel like God's ignoring me. Just, just look in your hand, do you, do you got a rock? He, he don't talk to folks that got a handful of rocks. He's he, he, he not going to talk to you, he's just going to write, he's going to just write. And, and he looks up, and he said, I tell you what, 
The first one of y'all that has no sin in your life, you be the first one to throw your rock. You do it first. And then he stooped back down and kept on writing. I like what the Bible said. The Bible said that they were convicted in their conscience. Inside their head, what that means. Inside their head, they got convicted. They ain't say it out loud. Ain't nobody say it out loud. Ain't nobody put your sin on blast. We didn't put your sin on the screen. But you know it. It's in there right now playing like a skip on a record through your head all night long. It's in there. And if you would just look inside your conscience, you could find that mercy that you so, so willingly hold on to. You see, every one of us got some mercy in us. And the only thing that will make you drop your rock is to go inside your head and be convicted of your own conscience. You want to hold everybody else to a standard that you ain't even willing to live. And here's how we justify it. Well, I haven't done that. <laughs> well, I didn't do that. I mean, you know, I, I may lie every now and again. And I mean, I envy people. And I'm jealous of people. And you know what? I hate him. But I didn't commit adultery. I mean, I didn't do that. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. God puts you in the same category as an adulterer. That's right. You're on the same paragraph. God don't see you no different. And when you start thinking about where God brought you from, only difference between them and her is they didn't get caught publicly. But they were always caught by their conscience. Your conscience always catches you. And we're holding on. We want to destroy people. We want to kill people today. We want to beat people down. We all got our stones that we so easily ready to throw, and none of us are going inside our head and saying, you know what? I remember when I was an idiot too. And the same mercy that I needed is the same mercy that I need to give. The Bible tells us that. The Bible says, with whatever you are meet is whatever you should give. That, that, that whatever God gave to you is what you should give to someone else. And, and, and you know what? I don't know what Jesus was writing on that ground, but I do know he was writing. The Bible says that he's writing. So if he's writing, he must be writing words. And the word will convict you. I, I, I don't know what he wrote, but it was word. Whatever he wrote was convicting. If you want to be convicted today and you want to realize that the rock that you have in your hand doesn't belong there, all you got to do is go read what he wrote. And if you begin to read what he wrote, you will see, oh no, there's no way I can escape the writing on the wall. There's no way I can escape the writing in the word. I know that my life does not match up to that word. There's no way that I can stand by and say that I'm perfect and take this rock and bash it up against someone's head. The best thing for me to do because I'm convicted in my conscience because I'm reading the word and I realize that I myself 
am a transgressor of the law, the only thing for me to do. Can I preach for a little while right here? You see, when I think about what should have happened to me. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I don't know. There's some folks in the room. When, when you look back over your life and, and you understand where you should be right now. When I visualize how God should have repaid me. And I think of every time that I did some wrong and I think of every moment that I should be burning in a devil's hell. Oh, can I preach for a little while? Oh, I know what I did. Y'all wasn't there. I didn't get caught, but my conscience still plays it in my head over and over again. And I know what I've done wrong. And I know how I should be repaid. And when I can think of how the word of God matches up to my life, I got to drop the rock. I got to drop the rock. Who am I preaching to in this house today? You need to drop the rock, baby. Drop the rock. God did not give you the authority to stone anybody. When I look back over my life and I think things over. Can I, I'm just going to take my time here for a little while. I'm a, I see Jesus reaching down, writing in that dirt. It's, it, it's so good because when, when I, I looked at words, stoop up. Because, you know, you know I, in my mind, I always thought that Jesus was, you know, just knelt down, you know. But, but the word stoop means just to bend. And, and not, not to kneel, just to, just to bend. Jesus was limber. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was flexible. Oh, yeah. And, and, and when I started looking that word up, stoop, you know, trying to see, I just, I see God playing in the dirt, you know. You see, when God, when God wanted to make trees, he spoke to the earth, spoke to a, bring forth tree. When he wanted to bring forth fish, he spoke, let the water bring forth. Every, every, everything that he created, he created from the source of which it would come. But when he wanted to make man, he spoke to himself, let us. The source. See, see, if you take a tree out of the dirt, it's dead. If you take a fish out of the water, it's dead. When you take a man out of God. Okay. in the dirt. I see him stooping down and taking that dirt and forming it. And I see Jesus. <laughs> He's in a creational stance again. This time is just writing on the, the dust of the temple floor. Number one, why is my temple so dirty? That's a whole other message. Why is my house so full of junk? There shouldn't be no dirt on this floor. That's a whole other message. But Jesus is right. Right in the sand, right in the dirt on the temple floor. He's in a creational stance. He's stooping down. 
if, it, if it's got to reach way down. <laughs> he reached down to something that couldn't come up. He writes, that, that word is revealing and that word is convicting, but that word is also delivering. As the word's being poured out, as the word's being poured out, as, as he's writing in the word, all you hear in the background is, The Bible said, Brother George, the Bible said, from the oldest to the youngest. It's easy for old people to drop rocks first. Because you know. <laughs> you done lived a long life and you know, her baby, it's okay, you good. You see, you go to your dad about something, he'd be like, boy, you're crazy. You go to your mom, she's like, I'm going to tell you how it up. You go to your grandpa, he's like, listen, it's, it's okay. You know why? Because grandpa don't live some life. He got a t-shirt, t-shirt don't fit no more, but he got it. From the eldest to the youngest, they all started. And as Jesus is in that stooping position, as he's writing the word of God. Oh, I wish I could know what he wrote. All I know was the word. The word will convict you and the word will deliver you. <laughs> if you want to drop your rock, go look at that word. That word will make you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background, all he hears is rocks dropping. You see, there's a principle here. I saw this in the Word. There's a principle here that if we catch people doing wrong, that the best place to bring them is Jesus. While the motive of the Sadducees and Pharisees was wrong. The principle was good. Because as they brought their anger and their disappointment and all what they were feeling about what this woman was doing, they brought her to him so mad, so angry. When they got to him, he revealed their own sin and made them leave her alone. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying this, that if there's someone in your life who you are so angry with, so mad at, if you would bring them to Jesus and say, Jesus, look what they did. They did this, this, that, and that, and I'm so mad, I'm so angry. If you'll do that, you will start seeing how wrong you are. Jesus is the right place. Your neighbor is not the right place. Okay. I am not the phone call you need to make. You got beef? I'm not the phone call. You got beef with somebody? My wife is not the phone call. I'm preaching right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Holy Ghost. You got problems? I'm not the phone call. What you need to do is bring them to Jesus and say, Jesus, they ain't nothing but an ignorant, so-and-so, somebody, do my flotchy. Whatever you want to say. Because Jesus can hold it. Jesus can hold it. You tell people, it taints people. But Jesus can hold all that. And you say, oh, you're right. They are no good. They, they, they're horrible. They, they are a mess. They, and they, they kind of remind me of you a little bit. 
You're like, Lord, they're they a liar and a cheater and a deceiver. And I'm a, and God said, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. They, they, you know what? They kind of remind me of how you used to be. Remember back when you was, and you're like. Well, I'm preaching today. Ain't nobody running out, but I'm preaching today. I'm about to take myself. Lord, I hate them. They ain't even got the Holy Ghost, Lord. Liars and cheaters. You ought to swallow them up like you swallowed up them people in the Old Testament. Lord, say, man, you're right. Lord, say, absolutely. You, you're right. They are no good. Low down. Should burn in the devil's hell. Remember when you was like that? I, 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 mean, I remember you. When you but boy, you was no good. You was a liar and a cheater. I remember that. And, 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 and you're right. They are too. But man, I remember when you was as well. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I see it now. I see it. Now, let me preach here for just a moment. I'm going to be done. When Jesus lifted up himself, everybody was gone. Except the woman. She didn't leave. She stayed in the safety of the moment. In the safety of the temple. In the safety of his presence. She just stayed. Frozen. Knowing that her life at any moment could be taken from her. At any moment, one of those rocks could come sailing through the air. And nobody would have stopped them. Nobody would have held them accountable. It's the law. Standing alone. He sees no one but the woman, verse 10. And he said unto her, woman, where are your accusers? Is there nobody here to condemn you? I want, to, I want to bring four points. Everybody say four points. Four points, I'm going to be done. Here's my first point. He says, woman, where are your accusers? Is there nobody here? And she said, nobody. Y'all missed it. Y'all should have shouted right there. He said, where are they at? She said, ain't nobody. There's nobody. Nobody accuses me. No man, n nobody. Whoo, that's a good word. You're not seeing it like I'm seeing it yet, but, uh, but, but I'm gonna bring you into it, okay? Can, can, can I work here for just a second? Will you let me? Look, I know it's 1224. Don't, don't, don't hate me, but let me work here for a little bit because I, we, we missed this. The Lord showed me this. We're we missing this. He said, where are they at? She said, there's nobody. You see, they let her go but she had to let them go. Watch it. Because what she could have said was, when he said, where are your accusers? She could have said, they're probably just waiting outside right now. She could have said, you know what? I, I see that they all dropped their rocks and they're gone, but they ain't never gonna let me live this down, Jesus. Can I hide in your shadow forever? She could have said, I don't know where they are, but I remember their faces. I got you. 
I know where some of them men live. Are, are you seeing it now? See, there's power in this moment. And the power belongs to her and not them. Oh, I'm, you see, she has an option now to pick up their rock and chase them out the door and say, you ain't never going to hurt me again. Oh, ain't nobody want to talk back to the preacher. Now it's her opportunity to express her feelings about them. Now it's her opportunity. Where are they? Well, they they probably just right outside the door. They're probably waiting on me to go back outside. I, I don't know where they went, but I know they're not going to let me live this down. They're going to talk about me tomorrow. They're going to be talking about me in the coffee shop. And Lord, Lord, would you get them for me? Them men who called me out. Them men who tried to kill me and destroy me. Lord, would you get them? But here's her words. She said, nobody, nobody. Can I tell somebody in the house, there ain't nobody holding you back. Can I preach to somebody for just a moment and tell you there ain't nobody that can stop you from being who God called you to be? There ain't nobody that can shut you down. Nobody that can take away your anointing. Nobody that can take away your ministry. Nobody that can take away your destiny. Nobody. There ain't a man on this planet that has enough power to take away from you what God wants to put in you. But you got to let him go. Let him go. Let them go. Let them go. They dropped the rock. Now let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. My God, I wish I could preach this thing like I really feel it. There's somebody in this house right now. You need to hear this man of God. I'm prophesying to you through this message. You need to let them go. You need to say nobody. Nobody's to blame for my stuff. Nobody's to blame for just me. It's all me. Y'all don't want to talk back to me today. They let her go, but she had to let them go. You got to let them go. You got to let them go. My God in heaven. I can't can't move no farther than where I'm at right now. You got to let them go, honey. I know they hurt you, but let them go. I I know they put you in a corner, but I know if they'd had a chance, they probably would have stoned you. They probably would have killed you. I get it, but you got to stop taking score, and you got to let them go. Nobody, nobody. Hey, why are you like you are? Nobody. Why, Why you got all this anxiety? Nobody. Some of y'all need to rebuke your triggers. Oh, y'all not hearing me right now. Look, look. If you know me well, you know that I believe in all that kind of stuff. You know I believe in it. And, 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 and I believe in helping people and talking to people. And I believe in working on anxiety and stress and PTSD. I believe, and I believe that some good quality, I believe that some good quality, uh, some, some, some good quality therapy is good for everybody in this building. Amen? Amen. I believe in it. I believe you need to talk to a professional every once in a while. So do I. But can I tell you that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, sent me here to tell somebody today that until you are willing to let them go, hallelujah, until you are willing to say nobody, 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 no man, no man, 
until you're willing. Listen, the power was not in his question. The power was in her answer. Where are your accusers? If God asked some of that, right, if, if God asked us that question today, some of us could give a six-digit grid. We know their address. We know their phone number. We know exactly where they are. We know their mama's name, their daddy's name. We know where they went to school. We know where they're going to be at tomorrow at 2 a.m. We know exactly everything about them. If God asked us, where are your accusers? A lot of us in this room, including myself, could point him to the place. But she said, nobody. 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 And the reason she said nobody is because she didn't want to leave that building that day and be looking over her shoulder for the rest of her life. Point one is you got to let them go. Point two. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus says to her, neither do I. He said, where are your accusers at? Where are those that condemned you? Nobody, Lord. There's nobody. He said, me neither. Can I tell you today that you don't have to keep coming to this altar and crying over the same stuff you cried over two weeks ago? Jesus said, me neither. Well, half of the Holy Ghost right there. I need to tell somebody in this house that Jesus is not condemning you. Can I tell you, at the only stone that Jesus ever put in his hand, he rolled away. <laughs> he said, I don't pick up rocks. <laughs> I move rocks. <laughs> I move rocks that hold you back. I move stuff that keeps you paralyzed in your calling, in your anointing, in your gifting. He said, neither do I. Neither do I. I don't pick up rocks. Neither do I. Neither do I. Jesus has already let you go. Neither do I. Me neither. Where, where are they at? There's nobody, Lord. Me neither. Me neither. I don't condemn you either. There's no condemnation in me. For there is now, therefore, no condemnation. For there is now, therefore, no condemnation. Can I just help somebody today? Jesus ain't mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. Can I, can I help you today? He's not angry with you. He's not. He loves you. He says, me neither. Listen, if you can't let them go, you'll never let him go. Some of y'all need to go back and listen to my message on Gethsemane one more time. Because you're so mad at God for what God didn't do. You're mad at men and you're mad at God. Because God didn't show up and God didn't answer the prayer. And God let him die. And God let him go. And God let him hurt you. And God let him get away with it. And you hate them and you hate God. And God said, hey, you'll, you'll never let me go if you don't let them go. Me neither. God is saying to someone today, prophetically and profoundly, me neither. Me neither. Neither do I. Two more points and I'm done. 
The next thing he says is profound. He says, go. Hear the word of the Lord today. You can't stay here. And when I mean here, I mean here in the safety of this moment, in the safety of the temple. This woman now has sanctuary. You hear me? This woman now has sanctuary. She is safe with Jesus. She's safe with the people who are left. She's safe now. I'm safe here. And God looks at her and says, go. Can I stay? Would it be cool if I stayed with you tonight? Would it be fine if I, I just, you know, stayed in the temple? Wouldn't it be cool if we could all just sit around here and just enjoy all this uh, 24 hours a day? And we, could, well, and we would never, ever have to walk out again in front of the people that caught us in our trouble? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be so awesome if you didn't have to sit across the Thanksgiving dinner table with them ever again? Wouldn't it be so great if you never had to see them again? Wouldn't it be so awesome if we could just cut them off and we didn't have to go back out into the public eye? Wouldn't it be so, so nice if we could just isolate and just hide ourselves and no one would ever know about us again and we would never have to show our face in public again? Wouldn't that be so nice? Jesus says, you got to go. Oh, hallelujah. You got to go. You got to go back out there. You, 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 you got to go again. You can't stay here. You got to go. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. But I'm preaching to somebody in this house. You got to go again. You got to sing again. You got to preach again. Whew, I felt that behind my ears when I said it. You, you got to love again. Go. You got to trust again. Go. 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 Go back out there. Get back on the horse. Go. No, Lord, let me stay here. Hiding in the temple. Behind the skirt of Jesus. He said, no, you got to go. You got to go. There's a work for you to do. Go. Go. There's a plan for your life. You got to go. Go, 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 go. I, I see God all the time. Doing this to people in the church. Go, go. Well, Lord, I would go, but you don't know what they said. Go anyway. I would go, but they're but they probably waiting outside for me right now. Go, go, go anyway. I, I would go, but you don't know how they hurt me, Pastor. Go, go, go. I would go, but I'm afraid that they'll pick up the rocks again. Go anyway, go. Because you can't, you can't be in the upper room if you don't go. Well. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't break the box on my feet and anoint my head with oil if you don't go. There's, there's, a, there's a ministry to, for you. The Lord said, she does this to prepare me for my burial. There's, there's, a, there's a ministry for you to do, young lady, and, and, and you got to go again. T -t Touch your neighbor and tell him go. T Touch somebody and tell him go. You got to try again. You got to sing again. You got to preach again. You got to go again. You got to go. You got to go. You can't stay here. Go. I knew some of y'all would not run aisles on that one. The last one, he says, and go. And sin no more. 
you was a sinner and you was caught sinning. I'm not ignorant to your sin. It's so good. Because Jesus brings it back up. Jesus is a quick little reminder. It's a, it's a girl, where they, where they at though? Where they at though? Nobody. They're gone. Me neither. Go. But don't you be sinning. It's a, it's a, it's a little at the end there. It's just that little touch again like, hey, don't go out and do what you did. Because if you go out and continue to do what you've been doing, you're going to wind up the same way. You, you, you can't go out there and just keep on doing what you was doing. Jesus makes the connection that you are a sinner. And they caught you sinning. Make no doubt about it, baby. You were sinning. Don't do that. See, me and you, we want lectures. We want punishment. We want trial, we want jury, we want it all. Jesus says, don't do that no more. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, we we, we want to see the blood pour. We want to we see the wound. We want to see people hurt. We want to see people, hey, we know they were sinning. We want to we wanna see them hurt. But Jesus says, hey, 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 go, go, and do not do that again. Don't do that no more. Because if you continue to do it, I might not be here the next time they pick up rocks. Music can come, I'm, I'm closing. I know what it's like to have a rock in my hand. I've held many rocks over the years. The problem with carrying rocks is that they, they're inconvenient. There's no, no good way to carry this. I mean, that's, that's a little more comfortable, but I just look like an idiot. Some of y'all got comfortable, but, you, but, but we can see you. And you just look weird. You see... I know what it's like to have a bunch of these, three, four, five, for different people. <laughs> I got a rock for him, got a rock for her, I got one rock for all y'all. And I, I, I know what it's like to be walking around carrying rocks all the time. And, and, and when you're doing that, you just, you just look awkward. You, you really can't greet people correctly. You, you really can't hug nobody, you know. It's kind of weird, like, hey, hey man, come, come in, come in. No, no. Well, man, I really want to, like, I really want to love on you, but, like, you just seem mad. You ain't got to raise your hand, and don't look at them. If they're here, just keep looking at me. 
But we all know somebody that's just awkward because they just got a whole bunch of rocks. It's just like, man, I, I really want to get close to you, bro, but you're just like weird, you know? Well, I don't trust nobody. I, some of y'all got enough rocks, you done taken them and you done smoothed them out and you done built yourself a whole wall and can't nobody get in. Or, or you, you built yourself a wall and there's only space for one person to come in. And that one person comes in and you just capitalize all their time and all their energy and they can't have no friends either. If somebody tried to come in with them, you're like, uh-uh, they ugly. No, you can't have no friend but me because I got all these rocks. There's only enough room for me and you in here. And I can only have one friend at a time and that one friend that I have at a time, that friend can't have no friends. I'm preaching to somebody. It's okay. Just, just go with it. Don't fight it. Just hear the word of the Lord. Just a little tight space. And it's because all these people hurt me and I caught all these people in the act and, 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 and I'm, I'm within my right to be angry and I'm within my right. You know the law. You know the law. I for an eye and a two for two. You know the law. You did me wrong. I'm going to do you wrong. You hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. And I'm, I'm stumbling all through life and, 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 and I got to hear the word of the Lord where it said, lay aside every. Lord, it's not a sin. Yeah, it is. For to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. Just lay. lay this. Oh, oh. Oh. Oh, wow. Man, that feels so good. Feels so, oh, man, that's, that's awesome. You look around and you realize you got a wife and kids. Couldn't even see them before. There was just other people who you had rocks for. You look around and you see you got, you got children who love you, but you can't love them because you're so tied to your rock. You look around and you realize that, you know what, life could be good and you could have relationships and you could be connected, but you can't be because you're so awkwardly burdened. And for those of you today who are that woman, burdened beneath the weight of your known sin, waiting for the sound of the rock to come flying down upon your head, waiting for the punishment of life, waiting for the brokenness of the moment, and you're waiting. And you're looking and you, you're gauging each person and you're, you, you, you know these people, they live in your community and they're hurting you and they're condemning you and they're convicting you and the Lord is saying, who, who, who is it? Who, who was it? Oh, that God would give us your strength today to say nobody, nobody, no man condemneth me. Nobody can hold me. Nobody can hold me because Jesus has set me free. He said, neither do I, me neither. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I don't, 
I feel like I preach God's word. I feel, I feel like I preach what's on my heart. And, and, and I feel the Holy Ghost here. Before you even stand to your feet, would you just bow your head right where you sit? Would you take a moment right where you are and just would you talk to God for just a moment? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I feel the burden of my message lifting off of me. That means that the Holy Ghost is dealing with some people. I just, I just felt the burden of my word lift off to me, so I, 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 I know the Holy Ghost is dealing with some people. I wonder if anybody else would like to come through this altar. There's some folks already here. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.